Now, we want to talk a little bit more about travel this summer. Are you planning on getting on a plane this summer when international travel resumes on July the 19th? Do let me know this morning, 53106 for your text. Own Corrie, editor of Air and Travel magazine, joins me now on the line. Own, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Susan. Um, Owen, oh, I'm sure people were pulling out their suitcases and their summer clothes since uh, Friday's announcement. Um, they might not like the front page story on the Sunday Independent this morning. It is reporting potential delays of up to 10 hours at Dublin Airport. I think holidaying is certainly going to come at a price this summer, is it? It is um, not a lot changed uh, this week. What we did get from the Irish government was a date that July the 19th, we put an end Mm. to the restriction on all but essential travel. What we have to see next is how, what bits of the European Digital Certificate we sign up to, because uh, Ireland's history on international travel over the last years, we have um, agreed with what's decided at Europe and then taken a sort of picky and choosing uh, the little bits we like out of it um, so it, there's a lot to be worked through including that issue about delays at the airport not a big international problem but certainly became a big Heathrow problem and Eamon Ryan uh, mentioned it I do think we we are concentrating very heavily on what's happening in England when we should be looking to other countries and to how their travel is opening up Yeah Eamon Ryan did flag this but um, yeah some details of you know it seems to be Terminal 1 you know passengers possibly having to be kept on planes because there would be room for them in the terminal. I mean, that's that's a big turn off, I think, for people, I would say, particularly families who might be planning on travelling. It's all speculation, but let's uh, do the maths here. Dalton Phillips flagged this at the Dublin Airport results. He too con- was concerned with with the infrastructure at Dublin Airport, and we've had run into problem, especially when you don't control it. If you're departed, you know there is a Department of Justice input. But um, back to if we have a two meter distancing uh, requirement for a queue, what would have happened in 2019 in peak summer? We would have uh, let's say 102, 104, 106 adjoining gates with Ryanair flights taking off within a 10, 15 minute period. That's a queue of one kilometre mm. uh, for people to board if you're um, if you're boarding at the same level and the same will be happening on the arrival when you've got passport control and the extra checks which are in uh, place to make sure people are certified. So what uh, Dalton Phillips and what Eamon Ryan picked up on is um, the existing infrastructure isn't built for the sort of restrictions that uh, we'll be facing, first of all, from the the health restrictions of the of the distancing, and second of all, the extra documentation that needs to be checked. Now, you can overstate that, by the way, Susan. The the technology is awesome. Uh, when it comes to when you think of the scale of the documents documentation that has to be managed now, uh, even for travel, essential travel as it stands, um, the technological solutions for it have been quite uh, breathtaking. Now, we also found out yesterday or we heard yesterday that, you know, if you're not vaccinated and you do wish to travel abroad on holidays, you're going to have to pay for your own PCR test privately. Um, Do we know for sure that children under the age of seven aren't going to be required to have to have a PCR? That's pretty much standard across Europe. Okay. What we have is a Rubik's Cube of different regulations at the moment. One of the things the European Union is trying to solve with their digital green certificate from July the 1st, that's the key date here, we sign up July 19, is to get rid of that different sets of regulations by the 27 countries. It's complicated because it's not just us taking off, it's also the country we're flying to. What are their regulations going to be? There are two countries that count in terms of getting away for non-essential travel for holidays during the summer 
out of Ireland, Spain and Portugal. They're about 70% of the total. So across Europe, uh, under six uh, doesn't require a PCR test. Some countries it's 16, some countries it's under 18 don't require it. Um, you also have some countries that have a 48 hours. You have some countries that are 72 hours like Ireland. And you have countries, Northern Europe is a big fan of antigen tests that I think you were discussing earlier. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, But Spain and Portugal both require, as the it PCR. stands, P- the PCR. That'll end in June the 7th in the case of Spain. But uh, so what Europe is trying to do is pull them all together. What we'll probably end up with, uh, given the, the, the way we tangle ourselves up in knots about this international travel debate is that the only people who will travel unrestricted will be the ones who are through their second course of vaccine. That's not a high proportion. That's about 11% yeah. across Europe and 23% have been through the first course. If you've, uh, if you'll also have evidence, if you've, if you have um, had COVID, that probably will allow you unrestricted. But that leaves all that bit in the middle. You're talking about families. Are teenagers going to be vaccinated yeah. soon? Probably not. So despite, though, all of the complications and the fact that there definitely are an awful lot of loose ends that need to be tied up, for me, anecdotally, I feel I see online people are just absolutely mad to get away. What what was the effect of Friday's announcement? Like, were people, you know, ready to go? Were they interested? Were they booking? There's a pent up demand that's been picked up in the surveys, but people need to be comfortable with two things. First of all, they're going to be healthy and they're not going to put their friends and their family in danger. The second thing is when they go, it's going to be a good experience. So it's going to be like our first flight. It's going to be we're all kids mm. again, never never flying before. And even flying with a mask two hours to Spain, you know, is four hours to Canary with a mask. So all of that has to be teased out. What we saw was a lift in bookings, nothing too dramatic. But I do see a huge sense of caution about the second weeks in July. It's August. And uh, for those who don't aren't tied to school holidays, September and October that are being booked. And a colossal number of bookings for 2022. Interesting that Ryanair put their entire 2022 schedule into the system up to the end, up to October of next year and are seeing a lot of bookings floating onto that. There's another issue here, Susan, we're drowning in vouchers from last year. Yeah, a lot of, of people transferring mm. those forward. OK, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out this summer. But Owen Corrie, editor of Air and Travel magazine, thanks so much for being with Always us. Always a pleasure, Susan. Thanks, okay. Owen. 